From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Nucor Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we'll talk about alternatives to cable TV if you're interested in cutting the cord. Why are more people choosing to get rid of cable? What devices would you need to get rid of cable and still access your favorite shows and movies? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio on MPB. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Nucor Steel Jackson Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today, we'll talk about alternatives to cable TV. If you're interested in cutting the cord, we'll talk about why more people are choosing to get rid of cable and what devices you would need to get rid of it and still access your favorite shows and movies. So we'll talk about those things today. And if you've already cut the cord to cable, you want to give us a call, let us know how you did it. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. If it's something you are considering and you need some additional advice, 877-672-7464 is the number. Or you can send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning. Wilson, Jeremy, how are you guys today? Oh, wonderful. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well. Um, excited to hear about what's been going on with you guys uh, since the, the new year started. Uh, have you had any interesting tech snafus to come about anything blowing up uh, in people's phones? or <laughs> No blowing up phones, thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of surprised to be sitting here. Hasn't it been like a month since we did our last show? It's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I almost forgot we had a show. Yeah. I, I was driving up here and I was like, is it Wednesday? Am I supposed to be doing this today? It feels strange. Yeah, we got preempted last week uh, for some political things, but I mentioned about some stuff blowing up. Um, that's a uh, uh, worried I want to be careful about saying, but um, I, I saw this a story about these researchers at Stanford University have created a battery with a built-in fire extinguisher. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Samsung's going to buy that up like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a way to prevent faulty batteries from catching uh, a fire, and the solution involves a, a, a fail-safe in the form of a miniature fire extinguisher built directly into lithium-ion batteries. So um, are the, the lithium-ion batteries more sustainable? Acceptable to um, extreme heat, or what is it? Well, they keep pushing the limit on how much life you can get out of that battery, mm-hmm. but there's some other issues, quality, I'm assuming, that they're not addressing. So, yeah, lithium, uh, it just keeps getting pushed, so it's the one that, that bursts into flames. So it's cool to hear that they've, they're developing methods to, to put those out. Yeah, because they typically put them in electric cars, and so this is kind of a new um, development, putting the fire extinguisher, uh, quote-unquote, into a phone. I never thought that that would be possible. Well, I, I personally, like, my own phone has been getting really hot lately, and I've been getting a little worried just because it is, in fact, a Samsung. It's a Galaxy S7. It's not a Note 7, but, man, that thing's been getting hot. Mm. It has not exploded, thankfully. So at what point 
should you get worried if your phone is uh, hot consistently? Uh, well, they say it'll sizzle. Um, I wouldn't put my ear too close to it to find out if it was sizzling, but um, there's... No, I'd, I'd probably say like if your case started to deform a little bit, if you started noticing it kind of bulging. I'd say um, that's definitely a, a point to be worried. Yeah, uh, <laughs> discoloration yeah. slightly. Okay. Um, and you yeah. can also see it smoking. Um, it, it does emit a little bit of smoke sometimes. You know, and, and we've brought up quite a bit about like, you know, the Samsung phones and the different phone manufacturers have had problems, but... You know, all of our other portable devices, same thing. Uh, laptops have had these problems over the years. There's been multiple right. reports of different laptops out there. So, you know, more and more we're pushing batteries, you know, demanding more out of them, demanding more out of them. We want that portability. You know, we want to kind of borrow a, uh, a line from the show. We want to cut the cord in so many other areas as well. So it's something to watch out for on a lot of things. We, uh, we, you know, it wasn't too long ago we saw the same problem out of some uh, some laptops doing this catching on fire. So yeah, yeah, any battery couldn't blow up. It's just it's just a matter of uh, the quality that goes into building it to keep it from doing so. You know, and speaking of batteries, the other day I had to go pick up a battery, and I did notice some of your little battery stores around here they'll take them back in for recycling. Something we don't think about too is when you throw them away. But don't throw them away. Exactly. You're not, you know, these lithium-ion batteries and everything else, you're not really supposed to throw those into your regular curbside trash. They got that little trash can on the bottom with the line going through it going, no, not for the trash can. And a lot of people forget that, but I know... uh, Best Buy will definitely take your old batteries. Yeah, and like Batteries Plus, I think, is that what it is up Batteries there? Plus bulbs. Yeah, they. Uh, when I was in there the other day, actually, there mm-hmm. was a lady who brought a whole big handful of them on in there. And wow. it really made me think about that. So. Any kind of battery. Don't throw any kind of battery away, even like double A's or triple A's. Like keep them in a bin or a drawer or something and then take them to Best Buy and dispose of them. All right, that's good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an early caller. Uh, Carol is in Natchez, uh, has a question about her phone being hacked. Good morning, good morning. Carol. Thanks for calling. I found out uh, by trying to log into something with my uh, my phone uh, email account, and it said that it was not correct. Anyway, I went through Google, and they found out that my phone had been hacked and that it was hacked by somebody out of Colorado. Uh, they said that the only way I could uh, correct the problem was to pay Google to have uh, tech uh, completely get rid of the hackers that I couldn't just change to a different account. Do you have a different view on that? Most certainly. Uh, Google is never going to contact you to remove anything from your phone. In fact, what kind of phone do you have? I have a Samsung uh, Galaxy Note 5. Okay, so, um, yeah, they would have nothing to do with uh, anything being corrected on that phone. Uh, What you have been victim to is called a phishing scam, uh, where you said you put in your email information incorrectly, and then you started seeing the the pop-up there. Well, no, I actually put it incorrectly. I put it in correctly. Right, but it said it was incorrect, right. which is, uh, that's the scam. It, it makes you think that you're putting your password into your uh, into the website where you log in for your email, but you're really giving your information to hackers. Oh. So um, is this a pop-up that consistently comes up on your phone? Well, uh, it has done it for a while. Anytime that I want to log into a different app and I go to put my uh, email in there, mm-hmm. and it won't accept it. And um, there was a number that was listed there to call if you had a problem. So that was how I wound up with Google. Mm-hmm. 
Well, definitely, uh, and this is to any of our listeners out there, if you see a number pop up on your phone and it tells you to call that number that there's a problem with your device, do not call that number. It is a scam. Um, Now, regarding your phone with the consistent pop-ups, I'm going to say that there must be an app or something that has infected your phone. Uh, You may want to consider doing like a full factory reset just to be completely safe and make sure that you get all that junk off of your phone. I would tell you to go through your individual apps and remove it, but it might be better just to purge everything all at once. How do I do that? Uh, Well, in your settings menu, there's going to be a factory reset option. Uh, Depending on your phone, you can Google um, whatever model you have. I think you said uh, an S4. No, it's a Galaxy um, Note 5. A Note 5, okay. Uh, You can just Google Galaxy Note 5 factory reset, and it will take you through the instructions. Now, I do caution you, if you have anything on the phone that you need to back up, you need to hook it up to your computer and pull anything off unless it's copied to the SD card. But you definitely want to get that junk off your phone. Okay. All right. Uh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Okay. Carol, thank you so much for your call, and good luck to you. And this would apply over to any of our uh, you know, people using the PCs as well, the exact same thing, those pop-ups, especially if you're visiting websites. They'll try to pop something else. Like, oh, we've we found a problem on your computer. Give us a call. We're Microsoft. We're here to help. And... Uh, you know, as as wonderful as some of these companies are, they're not quite that proactive for us. So. And sometimes they'll call you exactly. because they'll fish your information off your computer. So either way, if they call you or they want you to call them, they're not legitimate. Google doesn't have enough resources to be removing viruses from people's computers. In fact, Google doesn't even use Windows anymore. Nor does Mac. I've seen the same yeah. thing with, uh, you know, you see the Apple scams, you see the Microsoft Any of scams. Them. Any of them. Yeah, they're they're not going to contact you. If ever in doubt, the best thing you can do is look up um, look up for the legitimate contact information for that particular company and contact them by a number you know, not one that someone gives you, especially if it's in an email or a pop-up. You really got to watch out for those. Definitely. And when in doubt, also, you know, just seek out a local professional and let them know what's going on. They should be able to explain to you the situation and help you find a solution to the problem that you're having. Or shoot a note over to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. And oh, we'll, yeah, we'll we, help do. You out too. we do fix those things, don't yeah, we? Oh, exactly. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, you can totally do that, too. Um, and before we go to the break, I, I had one more bit of tech news. And, uh, Jeremy, this one is kind of for you because it's dealing with the Amazon Echo. Oh, um, a recent instance, this was in Dallas, Texas, a uh, six-year-old, and this uh, story comes from TheVerge.com. A six-year-old asked her family's new Amazon Echo, can you play dollhouse with me and get a dollhouse? The device complied, and it ordered her a dollhouse in addition to four pounds of sugar cookies. And so the parents, uh, once they realized what happened, they added a code for purchases. Um, And I saw another story similar to this on the Internet where the Echo misinterpreted what a child said Mm. and ended up... um, looking up uh, explicit things on the internet because it what? Yeah, misheard what the child said. Alexa, so, behave. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, you know, how to child-proof an Echo so kids won't be ordering crazy things? I'm trying to figure out what explicit that she could pull up on the internet. I guess she could ask for like a definition or something, but um, uh, for your purchases, you can password protect them, and I highly suggest that you do. Alexa, come on now. You're now, what is, what is an Amazon Echo for those who may not know? Uh, the Echo is a, a smart box. Uh, well, it's a, more of a circle, really, that sits in your house, and um, it's controlled by voice commands. So you can use it to listen to music. You can use it to look up search functions or search for different things. You can uh, get it to do conversions for you, how many tablespoons in a gallon, and so forth. So you can do a lot. So would you compare it to Siri? 
Uh, Alexa's a little more sophisticated than Siri yeah. at okay. this point in time. Um, but Siri's getting smarter. I've noticed that, too. Uh, they've incorporated her on the new MacBooks, so you can use her kind of like uh, Cortana, Cortana and Windows 10 and all that. They're they're all getting their, uh, their smart agents. But um, in addition to that story, do we have time? Yes. Um, there, there were news outlets that were reporting this, and they were saying what the kids said to the Echo, and other people's Echoes that were listening to the show were listening to Pick the command. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's also possible to change your uh, your Echo keyword to Echo or Amazon. You don't have to use Alexa, and since everybody knows what Alexa is, it might be a good idea to change it. I kind of like it, though. I, I like that, you know... She's part of the shop, you know. We, yeah. She's she's one of us. She's a coworker. She plays there. our music all day long. Yeah. But you can put a password on it to yes. prevent children or you know whoever Absolutely. from ordering things. Okay. Absolutely. All right, uh, we're going to take our first break, and when we get back, we'll uh, get into the conversation about cutting the cord to cable. We'll talk about some cable TV alternatives. Why are people choosing to get rid of cable? What devices would you need uh, to get rid of it and still access your favorite shows and movies? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Let us know, do you have cable TV? Why or why not? Do you not have it? Are you thinking about getting rid of it and you need some advice? 877-MPB-RING is the number. All our lines are currently open. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today in studio by Wilkes Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And today we are talking about some alternatives to cable TV. If you're interested in cutting the cord, we'll talk about why more people are choosing to get rid of cable and how is it that they are still accessing TV shows and favorite movies without cable. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments. Are you one who has already gotten rid of cable? How is it working for you? Maybe it's something you're thinking about. Give us a Call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Um, so uh, in your own uh, observation and experiences, Wilson, Jeremy, is this something that you are seeing your clients and associates doing, getting rid of cable? I'm seeing yes. it more and more, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Definitely seeing a lot more of that. Um, I'm seeing it personally. I'm seeing it less with people generally that have kids. For mm-hmm. some reason, I think that there's still some some tie-ins to some of those different shows. Um, is it yeah. is it a, is it a financial complaint? Uh, what are the reasons? A lot um, of them that I'm hearing are financial. Really? I mean, well, p- people talking about you know why am I paying for 500 channels? I watch 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Oh right, it's just yeah. kind of that frustration from there. And you know, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone's cable bill going down. It just True. it just seems like there's always you know case in point. We have Directv at the house and. You know, beginning of the year, CBS was off, and of course it was contractual. You know, dispute with, 
You know, mm-hmm. it's just one of those. Oh, we haven't quite reached an agreement, so you know, there's no, you know, you can't watch The Bachelor. Oh my gosh, CBS is a main channel. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's kind of strange. My my cable package has recently changed. Before I had an HD antenna. And uh, they said, well, for $5 more, you can get basic cable. And uh, because the price changed, it got to the point where the promotion ended. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know, for just $5 more, you can get basic cable. So apparently, I don't know what basic cable is anymore because I hadn't <laughs> had it in so long. But channels that I had when I had my HD antenna have gone away. So oh, I actually wow. lost channels and it's not in HD anymore. Oh, bummer. Um, so I want to get rid of this package. Short end of the stick there, eh? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was so enticing. Oh, you can get these channels and I get to what I thought was basic cable. And mm-hmm. apparently I, I just don't have an understanding of what it is anymore. So I ended up losing uh, channels. Well, it's gotten so confusing. They make so many changes and I'll be honest with you. I think that they purposely sometimes do that. It's, you know, if it can be so confusing, Exactly. Yeah, I bet you the three of us could probably have the same cable provider and have what we think are equal packages, but actually end up with different results at the end of the day. Probably yeah. so. Uh, me personally, uh, Comcast, you know, they called me up. Same thing. Hey, $5 for the box. I'm like, whatever, because they say, you know, oh, you'll save money with the bundle and all that. So they send me the box, and I don't even have it hooked up in my house. I don't care about basic cable. I have Netflix, and I have Amazon, and... Um, uh, DVDs, you know, that I've copied that I keep on a hard drive, and that's, that's how do. I watch TV. I, I'm just going to unhook my cable box because yeah. it, it has not been an advantage. Uh, lots of calls to get to. We go first to Ellie, who's in Holly Springs with a question. Good morning, Ellie. What do you have for us today? Good morning. Uh, well, I've just been listening to y'all talking, and like the gentleman that just said all he has is Netflix and uh, Amazon and DVDs. Do you ever watch, uh, like, if you ever want to watch the news of NBC or ABC, are you able to? Uh, You can do that with an HD uh, antenna. You should be able to get any of those main channels. Uh, But, no, me personally, I I do not. Um, I I stay away from... all TV. I just uh, I'm I'm very selective about what I what I subject myself to in my family as well. Well, what about PBS? I mean, what if you want to watch PBS? You can get it with that HD yeah. antenna. Oh, yeah, I have it. Mm-hmm. I have it, Ellie. Uh, now sometimes you have to maneuver the antenna uh, in different places in the window to get the signal to be strong because the signal can get a little shaky. But I get all the the local news channels. I get MPB TV. Uh, also, you can listen to MPB radio. It picked up uh, our radio station on my television. Uh, so if you have that antenna, it's a it's a good chance that, you know, with the right signal, it'll pick up everything in range. Do you have to have an antenna for every single television that you have? That's a good question. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And where do you get those? You can get them at Walmart, Best Buy, pretty mm-hmm. much uh, Target. Any, any of your big box stores should have HD antennas. So you don't have to go through any kind of cable company at all to get... To get the HD antenna. No, absolutely not. It's free over the airwaves. What I found is really neat with what's over the airwaves, too, and something that I didn't realize until I started using the over the air antenna. But, you know, for example, your channel three, you know, for here in Jackson, the channel three, the 12, the 16, and all, they actually have multiple channels. It's not just one. Even even MPB, there's, you know, Mm, 29.1, 29.2, and you actually find there's. you know, one that I like around here, Me TV. It shows a lot of the stuff that TV Land used to show. I like the mm. old shows, and uh, so yeah, it really works out good. Well, are any of y'all familiar with Hulu? Mm-hmm. Semi. Um, it's it's similar to Netflix or anything like that. Um, I'd say their offerings might be a little slimmer than Netflix's. 
that it works the same premise as Netflix and everything. Yes, and Hulu, unless something has changed, is owned by Fox. So a lot of your like um, your primary Fox and FX shows should be on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a you, you can watch TV shows and movies online through mm-hmm. Hulu. What about Roku? This is my last one. I'm sorry, Roku? I've got my list here. So. so the Roku is a streaming box or a streaming stick, and um, you can use that to access those services if you don't already have a smart TV or any other type of set-top box. Uh, you can use that to get access to Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all that stuff. Okay, so that's if you don't have a smart TV. Correct. Okay. Now, also, um, I- I've noticed that smart TVs are a little clunky running those services, I prefer to have either a set-top box or a, uh, a a stick. I like the boxes myself. What is that now? I'm sorry, what's that, what's that again? Well, there's a, a set-top box is just a, a box that has a, to me, it would be a, a dedicated um, connection that you can wire into, whereas the sticks only operate wirelessly. Oh, okay. What's the, brand, what's the name of that the uh, set-top box? The one that I have is the Amazon Fire TV. And it works exceptionally well. Yeah, yeah and Roku, get Roku is one as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Roku does have a box, don't they? They don't just have sticks. Yeah. Well, y'all have been very, very helpful, and I will continue to listen. Thank you very much. All right, All right. Ellie. Thank, thank you, you so Ellie. much for your call. We're going to stay on the phone. We're going next to Kathleen in Osaka, who has a question. Good morning to you, Kathleen. Hi. <clears throat> You'll have to excuse me. I'm a little raspy this morning with a cold. Sorry to hear <clears throat> that. <clears throat> I want... To tell you that this show is a lifesaver. Oh, I'm out in the country, saving lives, Will. sixteen miles from anywhere, and mm. no big cities at all around. I mean, seventy-five miles or fifty miles at minimum, and I have a HD antenna that was taken out by a lightning storm when we had all that rain. Mm-hmm. So, the people I bought it from was um, Radio Shack. And Tyler Town, they are not in business now, and the other Radio Shacks don't seem to handle this antenna. And I need someone to come and tell me, okay, honestly, you don't need a new antenna. You need this or whatever I need, and I need to watch the news and weather. Um, for older people, we care about if we're leaving and it's going to downpour and we don't have to go out to the grocery store till tomorrow, you know? I'm only 30, and I care about that, too. Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, the older you get, the more important it gets. It goes to show you say la vie, huh? <laughs> but, um, so, Kathleen, do you have an antenna mounted to your house, or is it like yeah, an HD antenna? on top of a two-story house. Oh. And it's not an easy deal. Yeah. My aunt keeps saying, oh, just get another TV. I don't think it's the TV, but I don't know, you know, and I'm no way near anything technical. Well, um, okay, so when you, this is a little bit out of my scope. I mean, I can try to help you troubleshoot this. When you have it hooked up to your TV, um, you get no signal whatsoever. Does it still see the same channels and everything? I get nothing. So you just see static? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have got you, the box have, that the government lets you get to get over-the-air channels. Right, and yeah. that's. I was listening to you, I get at least 15, 16 channels over the air because I'm right between Hammond, New Orleans, Jackson, uh, when it works. <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe maybe that box went bad on you. 
Um, cause Possibly. your antenna, you know, it, it, like, it's not that your antenna can't be zapped, but it's, it's a little more functional, you know, it's like a whole freestanding unit. Whereas the box itself, if it got zapped, it's got components on the inside that could go bad. So I would say maybe look at replacing that box. All right, Kathleen, thank you for your call. We do appreciate it. All right, we go next to Lee, who's in Woodville with a comment. Good morning, Lee. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey. All right. What I wanted to say, I have a comment is, comment is on concerning what you all were talking about earlier. The high definition, the high definition box that was supplied by the federal government when they went to high definition television do work. Also, what happens is they range for a number of miles with the antenna, what each individual will probably have to do. If you're out in the rural somewhere, you need to get somebody or do it yourself. Look on the computer. There are places that sell antennas that reach more than 15, 20, or 30 miles. you got to get the, the right antenna. And also, public television, PBS, especially in Mississippi, from Boonville to Butte to Meridian to Jackson, the whole state of Mississippi is covered. They carry the news, and they carry great shows. Most of them are the British broadcasting shows at night, and you can get into it. That's right. Dowden Abbey. I'm just going to use that one. Dowden Abbey had more viewers than some of the football games. You know we love football in the South. Mm-hmm. So Indeed. what I'm saying is each individual can look at it and always be mindful. Lightning, I heard him say the word zap, but lightning usually strikes the highest point. Whatever you get, get it grounded. I'm going to get off the air and let you all talk. All right, Lee, good comments. Thank you so much. Some very good advice. Any follow-up thoughts? Grounding. I mean, I think you really, uh, Lee, you really hit it on the nail there, especially if in some of our more rural areas with these outdoor antennas. Definitely get it grounded. That's a, that's a, a bane of many people's existence there. Yeah. All right. uh, if, if your antenna is not grounded, then uh, possibly like uh, Kathleen's was, um, it, it could have zapped the box and took out the components inside. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we're going to stay on the phones. Robert is in Olive Branch. wants to cut the cord. Good morning, Robert. What do you have for us today? Hi, Robert. You're on the air. Robert, yes. are you there? Hey. Yes. Uh, I, I have a dish right now, and I'd like to get off of it. And, but I, and I have a, an outside antenna, but I need someone to... I'm 81 years old, and I need someone that would come and run cables to my my existing two televisions. Uh, are there companies that just would, would come and run the cables for me? I think you could probably, um, a lot of cables nowadays are actually being run by electricians. And then also probably in your area, um, you mentioned having DirecTV. I, I'm sorry, I cannot hear you. I bought... The volume is cut down real, real low. Okay. Um, a lot of cabling now is actually run by your electricians, but uh, as you mentioned, having DirecTV right now, a lot of the uh, the companies that actually are contracted and do the installs 
for companies like Dish and DirecTV, they actually can probably get someone out there to run those cables for you as well. So I'd probably look in your local area for who does satellite installations and see if they'd have um, you know, a crew that could actually take care of that for you. That'd probably be your best bet. And possibly uh, like a computer company as well, because that's that's something that I would do if a client needed it. But I, I, I don't cover Olive Branch, unfortunately. All right, uh, Robert, thank you so much for your call and a good luck to you. We appreciate it. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Martha in Starkville to get to, and we have a few lines open if you want to join the conversation. We are talking about alternatives to cable TV. So if you're interested in cutting the cord, you need some advice, give us a call today. Maybe you've already cut the cord. You want to tell us how you did it. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join us. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined in studio today by Jeremy Thompson and Wilkes Petrier. And we're talking about some alternatives to cable TV, what you need to do to cut the cord. If you've already cut it, you want to let us know that process. Call us at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, Martha in Starkville has been waiting patiently to get on the air with a question. Good morning, Martha. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I wonder if there's any hope for those of us who like sports, uh, an alternative with cutting the cable. Okay. Well, that's a good question. Uh, Some of these sports um, channels offer separate packages and things, right? Like there's an NFL network, there's uh, an NBA uh, package you can get. Any thoughts on that? I think you have to be like a subscriber to those channels in order to get access to like streaming it. Now... I know there is that sling box, and I think they do have a sports plan, but I'm really not well-versed on this. Wiltz, I thought you were our sports guy. Here's Wiltz with the sports. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, hotty toddy, that's about as far as I can get. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't even do that much, so... You're right. I do believe that the uh, the sling TV tends to lend itself a lot to the uh, the sports outlets. You, don't, you will see some of those being broadcast. I mean, ABC, CBS, NBC, they pick up some of the games. Yeah, but um, not NBC or anything like that. Yeah, you're not going to see much of that, and that is kind of one of the uh, the one of the downfalls of I've heard from some people on cutting the cord is that oh I'm going to miss my ESPN and you know SEC Network and some of those kind of things. But but I do believe Sling does have some options with that. Like I'm looking at just their basic package, for example. One of the first things they they highlight on there is that they have ESPN, they have the NFL Network, and you can actually pick those packages to put those in there to get your sports fix. There's also a sports extra package that does have the SEC ESPN stuff. Say that again. There's a, uh, there's an extra package. It's like, I think for the sling plan itself, it's $20 a month. And then for $5 more, you can add on the sports extra plan, which includes the SEC ESPN. Okay. All right. I'll 
check that out. All right. Yeah, Martha, and I'm currently uh, doing the trial for Sling TV. It's like a seven-day trial uh, because the other day there was a game on that I wanted to watch, the Warriors versus the Cavs, and since I don't have cable, I didn't have TNT. So I downloaded Sling really quickly, and I was able to watch the game from my phone. Uh, But if you have one of these streaming devices like Roku, you can um, broadcast the game through that Roku or uh, another streaming device onto the television. So it has ESPN, TNT, uh, some of those channels that typically broadcast those games. And I think I have the middle package. It's like orange and blue and whatever the second package is, it included ESPN and TNT. Uh, so, yeah, and once you just go to, to Sling TV's website, you can look up the different packages and channels that it offers. There's a, like three different ones. Uh, so, yeah, I downloaded it for that reason to watch the NBA game on TNT, and it was a success. And that's uh, Sling.com. Sling.com. Okay, thanks. And I do have a Roku. So, uh, oh, great. Yeah, so you could uh, watch it on your television. Oh, Roku on. Thank you, Martha. We appreciate your call. It's a bad pun. We're going to stay on the phones. <laughs> Rachel is in Biloxi with a comment. Good morning, Rachel. What do you have for us today? Uh, yeah, you were talking about how who um, may have cut the cord. Well, we cut the cord 10 years ago. Uh, we all, The only thing we use cable for is our Internet service, and uh it's been great because we don't have to deal with all the commercials. Now, there are several suggestions I do have. Um, we do have Hulu. I know you had a caller earlier asking about Hulu. There are two options for Hulu. You can do the free option, but you're going to have commercials like every two minutes. True. <laughs> uh, and it's usually the same commercial over and over and over again. But um, the other option is that you can subscribe to Hulu, and I can't remember exactly how much it is. I think it's like it's under $10. And then you can just basically stream whatever you need. However, Hulu does show the more recent episodes. Like if you see it on ABC tonight, you will see it will pop up on Hulu tomorrow. Mm, yeah, right, right. So, uh, and that's what we do, and we get all the recent episodes. Now, Netflix is usually at least a season and a half behind. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the only catch. <laughs> so you yeah. won't you won't get to do any live tweeting on social media stuff right. because you are going to <laughs> have to right. wait. Now, yeah, I, we do Netflix, and you know I catch up on all the back episodes, and I hop on over to Hulu and catch up on all the new episodes. Okay, well that's that's so good. That's what we do. But we also use another um, feature. It's on my husband's Xbox. Uh, game system mm-hmm. it's called voodoo and what it is is that you know when you buy a dvd you get these little codes on there that was really big a couple of years ago when one of the big movies came out i think it was ninja turtles but um it has a code on it and if you plug that code into the voodoo account you can share it up to with five other users and you can all watch the same movie oh that's cool and you can just load it up with what and that's what like a group of us and about six of our friends have done is that we all have children of different ages, so we um, when we buy a DVD that has that voodoo code, we plug it in so we can all share it. Wow. And we have a very extensive library now. Wow, okay. <laughs> and it cuts down on clutter inside small spaces like our house. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one before. That, that sounds neat. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Hulu, it looks like uh, it's seven ninety nine a month, and then to get the completely commercial free, it's four dollars a month. So I guess if it's free, they show it to you every two minutes, and then if you pay for it, maybe they show you in between, I don't know, every fifteen minute break or something like that. 
Uh, so it looks like it'd be eleven ninety nine to do it completely commercial free. All right, give me those numbers again. Uh, Seven ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. and then four dollars additional to get it co- completely commercial free. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you, Rachel. Good information. Uh, some folks might check out Voodoo. Thank you for your call. We are going to stay on the phones. We go next to Harry, who's in Gaucher with a comment. Good morning, Harry. What do you have for us today? Good morning. Hi. I was just wanted to comment to that uh, elderly uh, caller earlier who said that I have to have an antenna for every television. Okay. Well, you know, if you do have your, uh, if you have, if you've had cable and you have cable run to all your rooms and stuff, if you're going to put up just an antenna, you can put it up right where you disconnect the cable going in to your house and hook up your antenna there. Then all of your outlets will receive whatever your antenna puts in. Oh. uh, I have a old antenna. From before the analog days, one of those Walmart $115 spread uh, wide glides with all kind of radials sticking out of it. <laughs> yeah. And it works just fine. Uh, there was no need for any kind of digital antenna, so to speak. I've got it up about 35 feet above the air on a telescopic pole with a couple of guide wires and a, a rotor where I can turn it in the direction of either... Uh, Pensacola, Florida, or New Orleans, uh, and I guess being right on the I-10 corridor, I I get like 48 channels just over the air, and yes, there's a lot of redundancy. You have ABC in all the major markets from the Biloxi to uh, Pensacola to New Orleans, so you have a lot of the same stuff, but then uh, some of the PBS channels from Alabama have other PBS stations that the Mississippi don't have, like PBS World, and I picked those up great, and there's a sci-fi channel. So you can, if you just want regular TV with like three or four different kids' networks and uh, a couple of specialty and the old-timey movies and stuff, then it's really easy to get, and you really don't have to have the, quote, digital antenna you see on these TV commercials, get free antenna and all that stuff that you see on TV. Mm-hmm. A regular old antenna, as long as you got it up high enough, will pick up all the same channels. And uh, I'm just, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you okay. can have one antenna and run all the TVs in your house. If you have a previous cable or direct TV, all of that coax will work just fine with your antenna. You can make it work. You can right. get a little amplifier if you want. Right. Okay. Uh, interesting, Harry. So even with this, the kind of antenna that Harry is talking about, will everything still show in HD? That's my question. Because I have an HD antenna. What? What? Well, tell us. Tell us that, Harry. Does do your thing still show in HD? Yeah. Uh, right. I have a uh, 1080i uh, big screen TV. One of those old DLPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes in 1080i, so it's whatever the uh, broadcast of the station, whatever their uh, 720p or 1080i or 1080p, whatever that station broadcasts in, if you have a TV with 1080i or 720p, you will receive that definition. Gotcha, it's, gotcha. It's all from the channel. It's not the antenna or anything. All you need is the digital tech. Uh, conversion from analog. If, gotcha. You know. Makes sense. All right. Good Good information, Harry. It's all good. All right. We appreciate your call, Harry. Thank you so much. Good information. 
All right, uh, we're going to get to this email. Um, this is uh, from an emailer that says, Suddenly, I can't view PDFs. I have been uninstalled and reinstalled three times and still get this error message. Uh, I Googled it and found nothing. Uh, like what file association? What's the error message? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's Let's a... Let's see. Oh, it speaks nerdish. Let's see. Inline image one. Oh, uh, it didn't. It didn't download the image. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd say we need to know more about this situation. We need to know what operating system you're running and uh, what you're using to open PDFs. Are you using Adobe or are you using a third-party software? So tell us if you're running Windows 10 or Windows 8 or if you're on a Mac or whatever, and we can we can help you out a little better. Also, right. if we could get a copy of that error message, that would help, too. Yeah, Excellent. It's like a file association. Like, the computer doesn't know what program right. to use for PDF. Right. But All if right. they've uninstalled it and reinstalled it, it should ask about making that default association. So maybe, uh, yeah, something else going on. We don't know enough. Yeah, so send us a follow-up email uh, if you're listening. Miss um, Gritz, <laughs> thank you for that email. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have a few callers to get to. Uh, James, Tom, and David, if you guys could hold on just for a moment, we'll get to you right after this short break. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Today we've been talking about alternatives to cable TV, how you can cut the cord. Uh, if you're listening, maybe you've already cut the cord to cable. You want to let us know how you did it, how it's working out for you. 877-MPB-RING is the number or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Okay, we have a few calls to get to. James is in Greenville with a question. Good morning, James. What do you have for us today? Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm hoping you can help me with this. I dropped cable uh Oh, it's at least about 10 years ago. And uh, I've been using the just a digital signal uh, on a digital television I bought, with, and I've been using the digital antennas. My problem is the fact that the, the picture go, keeps going in and out and in and out. Has anybody ever solved that problem? Digital going in and out. Yeah, the picture comes on and it goes away and then it comes back. When it it's goes, almost like it's buffering. Does it does it turn black? I mean, what's on the screen in the meantime? Oh yeah, it, it, it goes to black, and then it goes. It, it'll show you no signal, and then it, after a couple of minutes, it'll come back on. My 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 gut reaction would be almost a loose cable. I would double check to make sure that whenever. Um, Whenever you put the, I mean, it, you know, some of them will actually use that old coaxial cable that we had to actually twist on. Uh-huh. Um, my gut reaction is maybe unscrew that and look and just make sure that that little, that little thin post in the middle hadn't gotten bent or, or has something on it just to make sure that it's got a good connection in there. Because usually when you see the fading in and out, I'm thinking 
loose cable. And then if it's uh, if it's not that, uh, it could be that a component on the board inside the uh, the TV has gone out, and it could be receiving an intermittent signal. Yeah, if it's got like a cold solder joint. Yeah. Could be, uh, so I yeah, check your cable first, and then um, I might look at the TV. Maybe even try. Do you have another TV you could try in its place? Ooh, I think you're just giving my wife another opportunity to ask for another television. <laughs> yeah. uh, apologies. Uh, you could just borrow one from a, a good friend and just test it out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give that a shot. Thank you very much for your help. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, right, James. Thank you, Dave. Dave, we appreciate your call. All right, we go next to David, who's in Mobile. Good morning, David. What do you have for us today? Yeah, um, I found that uh, having an antenna rotator and an amplifier works out pretty good. Also, uh, the old-style TV, you know, the old analog ones, uh, the VHF load is no longer in use. So if you have longer elements that are bent, you can just go ahead and cut them off. Hmm. So uh, they still use VHF high and UHF, you know, to carry the TV signals. But uh, channels 2 through 6, you know, the old analog system, is no longer being used, at least not for TV. Right. And that's all I have to say. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, those those automatic spinners, I think back in the day, that was called grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> we, did a, we did a lot of that. All right. Uh, These rotators even have remote controls. I mean, you know. Hmm. Hmm. All right, David, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, we have a couple more calls to get to. We go first to Tom in Mobile, who has a comment. Good morning, Tom. What do you have for us today? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, hmm. First, let me say that uh, I'm retired. I have a consulting company, and uh, I work for um, just about all of the uh, cable providers, Adelphia, Comcast, Mediacom as well as AT&T, Verizon. So I often tell my clients, I certainly don't know anything, uh, everything, but I know enough uh, to make me dangerous. Uh, a couple of comments. Uh, first, yes, you guys are at, uh, on target with contracts. Uh, I would strongly advise your listeners uh, to explore alternatives to any long-term contracts, which are generally at least 24 months. Uh, and because there's always a gotcha in the end and often uh, in the middle of those contracts where they do have the right to raise rates. Secondly, um, I do a lot of design for uh, networks, data and voice and data networks, uh, both from the carrier side and uh, on the land side or the internal side. And my projection is that we're obviously moving uh, more and more away from fixed wire networks to uh, wireless networks. And we're seeing those examples uh, in some of the products that you guys have talked about, Roku, Amazon Fire, Chromecast. Uh, but uh, not only will you see that on the internal side where you uh, can manage uh, multiple devices within your home or business, uh, I believe uh, you're going to see an increase uh, of wireless transmission uh, in the bandwidths that are necessary to, to do these trainings. Um, when LTE, long-term evolution, was uh, developed uh, and rolled out by both Verizon and AT&T, uh, that was the plan to uh, increase bandwidth to uh, upwards of 50 to 100 meg um, to enable um, not only multiple uh, mobile users but also um, in rural areas where they could uh, 
build an antenna, and which is uh, expensive, but not near as expensive as trying to wire every ha- um, every home or business uh, that's spread out in, uh, say, Evergreen or places like that, rural areas. Right. Finally, uh, the lady that um, had the experience with lightning, you guys, I feel like we're, we're right on, um, is you... You guys certainly know this. Without a surge protector, lightning arrestor, usually the first device uh, in line that uh, after a lightning strike, uh, that's the one that gets blown. uh, And it's less likely that our TV uh, was reached by that surge. Um, So that's just, I guess, my experience. I do a lot of design and server rooms and things like that. And having said that, um, I'm going to hang up. Guys, y'all are doing a great job. All right, Tom, thank you so much. Thank we you. appreciate your comments very much. Yeah, Tom, something you, you mentioned right in the middle of that, and I just wanted to kind of highlight a little bit more, and that was you mentioned about the uh, the lightning arresters, the surge arresters. We think about surge protectors on our power a lot, but to a lot of our listeners out there, if you are using these larger, like the outdoor antennas and such, it's uh, it's worth that couple dollars, that few dollars investment to put a surge protector on that cable line coming on in just to protect your equipment, just like you would protect anything else in your house. Um they're relatively inexpensive and can go a long way toward uh, saving you a lot of headaches. So I just, I just kind of wanted to highlight that point because I haven't heard that being referred to quite, you know, in, in yeah. quite a while, and that's just good stuff. Definitely important. All right, Tom, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Derry, is it Derry? Hey, Derry, we have a little less than a minute. What's wrong with your fire stick? Oh, um, I try to watch uh, Netflix. It uses the show fine, but I, when I try to watch Netflix, I could be watching a show, and all of a sudden... It'll freeze up, and then it's, uh, the error come across. It says that uh, give it a minute, and when you push OK, it does the same thing. Okay. Okay. Um, have you tried uh, factory resetting? No. I haven't. Okay. Uh, I would Google how to factory reset your Fire TV, uh, and it could be that your stick is going out on you. All right, Derry, thanks for your call. And you can send us an email if you want to uh, follow up today to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Jeremy, what's your haiku for today? Let's squeeze it in. Cut the cord, kick the box. Streaming is the future, they say. So download your movies and save your monies. We hope we helped you decide today. <laughs> good. That's very good. Thank you, thank you. All right, once again, everydaytech at mpbonline.org is where to go if you didn't get to call or if you had a follow-up comment today. Thanks to Wilson Jerry for being on today. Sam Wells was our board operator. Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.